Hey, Resurrection Church, this is Pastor Daniel, and I'm here today with Pastor Mark, and we are continuing our series of Fireside Chats where we take a look at the core values of Resurrection Church. Pastor Mark, say hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> um, hey, I have a question for you before we get started. Do you remember the first time we met? Yes, I remember the first time we met. I'm trying to remember myself. It had to be at Hinchpoint. It was at Hinchpoint, and we had communion that day. And I was running around that morning before people got there trying to get everything lined up. And I'm running through the kids' building, um, and I look out, and I see um, a new family pulling out of a— uh, of a minivan and you, you were there early. Right. And uh, I don't know if you know the people in Bakersfield, but people in Bakersfield are don't not early. early. Right. And I was like, of course they're guests and they're here right now while I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I yeah, remember absolutely. you. I was like, of course this is happening. And, um, and so that's how I, I, I walked out and I'll try to give you the, the, the really good rundown of like, hey, here's our kids building and here's what's going on. I'd love to be able to help you right now, but I have 12 things to do. So, yeah, that was the that's the first time I actually said hello to you. And then I think we went to lunch uh, not too long after that with my family and your family. And that was kind of cool. Yeah, I, I didn't think I didn't realize how bad Bakersfield is about being on time until I started going to hinge point. Yeah. I didn't know if it was uh, just young people in Bakersfield. Um, and that's probably the case still. Yeah. It's probably the younger people in Bakersfield. Um, <laughs> but uh, everyone that went to hinge point was always late. So uh, yeah, you were there early. I was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I remember getting there and no, really feeling like no one was there and only meeting a couple of people and going, man, where's everyone at? But just, it's such a different, it was such a different uh, environment for my family and I. Oh, yeah. So we, uh, we've we been talking about in the other room now for man quite a while, really since last fall, uh, the, uh, this idea of new core values. And uh, it started really with a statement that uh, talked about this thing called gospel culture. I'm going to read it to you. And then it, it kind of evolved from there at a at an elder retreat. Uh, but it started with this this statement that um, we put together that says our goal as a church, our goal is to worship God and work faithfully at the things Jesus left for us to do, becoming more like Him in the pro process. As a church, we believe that doing this together will produce the following things that we call gospel culture, and we have gospel culture in in quotes, because that has been just a, uh, a dominant ideology that we've, um, you know, begun to talk about and, and work on. And, and even it's expanded, I think, over the course of the last year or two. Um, why, why for us as elders, why for you as an elder is th this opening statement, this idea of not just worshiping the Lord, not just growing in the Lord, but, but, but a church that reflects gospel culture. Why is that so critical for a church? You know that uh, that phrase you have your rose-colored glasses on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like when you have rose-colored glasses on, it's a filter that you see everything's just just golden, just perfect, or whatever. Uh, I think when we talk about gospel culture, it is telling us the lens that we are looking at the world through. Mm. And so, for me, uh, the the importance for it is 
to remind myself the lens that I'm required as a believer in Christ to see as I'm looking out into the world. It's it's not through my eyes, but it's through God's eyes. Right. And 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 even more so, I think what you're saying is that it is the lens by which we want to evaluate our church. Everything. Yeah. Right. Right. And which is interesting because you know if I think about some some very good things. So let's say uh, the desire for something to be excellent, like of excellent quality. Yeah. Uh, the desire for excellence is not a, a bad thing in and of itself. I think it's a wonderful thing. I think it's an honorable thing. But if you if, if the lens you looked at everything in your church was was the the first lens, the most important lens was is it excellent? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd get different results than if the lens was does it reflect and show the gospel? Yeah. I don't think those are the With same. With excellence. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I was talking to someone else this morning about this, about, uh, uh, you can do the same thing with different intentions mm. and the outcome is different. Right. And so, uh, um, it's, it's about the intention of what we're looking for. We want to draw people to the gospel. We want to, we want to live our lives through that lens of the gospel. We want when people come to our church to see the gospel first. Well, and and we're saying some very interesting things sort of all, all at the same time. And I think it's easy to miss because the statement is short on purpose. We don't want it to be really long, but the statement is short. And But what we are saying is that, hey, if we were doing this, if we, we had a church that was growing in gospel culture, people would be attracted to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so of all the things you could be attracted to, and there are lots of things that people are attracted to churches for, you know, good preaching or... Uh, good programs, yeah. good music, or, you know, lots of things. And then most of those aren't even bad things. Right. We're saying we want to grow in gospel culture and that the gospel culture will attract. Yeah, we want to people. be known for that. Because like you say, you know, there's many things that, that churches can be can grow from, and right. that's oftentimes what they're known for. Um, the music, the really great coffee they serve in the coffee shop. I mean, I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, it's not that you can't have those things, but we want to be known for um, that gospel culture. Now, now, what does gospel culture really mean? Does it mean we talk about the gospel a lot? Is that what it means? Does it, I mean, what, what does it mean to define out gospel culture? It's, it's more about reflection to, to me. It's more about reflection on the good news. What is the good news? You know, and it's what, what Jesus Christ did when he came to the earth for our sins and beyond that, it's not just to talking about it, but how does that change your life? How right. did that change your life forever? Right. Um, you know, and, and it's looking at that model and then it's telling us, okay, we, we see through that lens, mm. you know, it, humility flows through the gospel, <laughs> you know, gentleness flows through the gospel because that's what Jesus did when he came. I like your word. You just use change because I, I do think we all in the elder room share this the same conviction that the gospel is this tremendous change agent in the Bible. So every time you see the gospel impacting a culture, a church, a person, there's always this, this change, this radical change in which they become more Christ-like. And, and you were talking about some attributes that describe those things. But I think, you know, putting on this lens to, to evaluate, do our, are we really reflecting gospel culture is in some sense saying, boy, if we're not seeing what we know to be part of or produced from gospel culture. So the humility is a good yeah, example, yeah. You know, gentleness and these various things that, we, that our values actually are a lot like that. If we're not seeing those things, we then would question, are we, are we missing part of the gospel? Are we overlooking part of the gospel? Are we not living out part of the gospel? 
if it's missing, it's kind of like, well, it's not, it, it, you go back to the same root really, which is the gospel somewhere is incomplete in how it's being practiced. Right. Which is, it's a good, it's good for us to have a, have a, a language where we can go say, hey, we need to work on this or look at this. But it's also kind of scary that if you don't see something, the gospel is not being lived out completely. As a, as a pastor, that's very, yeah, that's very scary. Yeah, it's, it's totally scary. How, how do you think uh, the average person walking in the door, whether non-Christian, Christian, and maybe this is very different, recognizes that our church has prioritized this idea of, of you know, gospel culture? How, how do they see that? What does it look like to them? It's a, it's somewhat of a tricky question because it's not, you can paint, we live the gospel culture on every wall that we have. <laughs> and, and that doesn't actually tell the story, it's right? True. It's true. You know, it, it is the reflection that is coming off of the people, the, the church, meaning the people, the body of believers. It is that reflection coming off of us mm. that really shows, um, you know, like we all struggle with, with being consistent. We all struggle with being real all the time, you know? Yeah. And, um, and if, if we're not living real, people can see that. Like, I don't, I'm not, I'm sure I'm not saying the right words, but I think, I think, I think we have a nose for artificial and fake. Yeah. And, and lots of times we can pretend to do things. And if we pretend people can see that real easily. Um, and so, part of the change, like it really has to change. Like it, mm. you have to change, then the gospel changes us. You know, there's a, there's a tough tension there where like to really practice the gospel, you got to bring people really close. Yeah. Well, the closer you bring them. The easier. Yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to see that uh, inner self, to right. see the, the inner yuckiness of, but you know, that's the cool part about the gospel though is the gospel, like Jesus came because we are a wreck. Mm. We are all a wreck. And the gospel comes in and steps in and moves and changes us. And that, like the the messiness of our lives points to the gospel and saying, look what God's doing through my life. Mm. I'm a total wreck. And in spite of me, God is still using us. God is still moving on our behalf. I mean, that's the power. Mm. One of the things we continue to ask in the elder room, on this podcast, in in different uh, meetings with the elders and staff and such is is this, uh, tell me how you live this out personally. What does it look like for Mark Heimberger to try to grow in his reflection of the gospel in his personal life? For me, it has to start with um, with with the look at Jesus you know, everything starts with, with him and what he did. Um, and I have to internalize that myself, you know? And so, you know, he died for, for the world or he died, you know, but I have to internalize it as he did this for me because I am a total wreck, <laughs> you know, because I couldn't do it myself. He did it for me. And that helps me set the tone of humility in my life so that I have, and it, it allows me to appreciate the grace that I've been given, which then allows me to reflect that on the world around me. Mm. And, and I, I am not that guy. Like 
I like to point fingers just as much as anybody else likes to point fingers, but I can't because of the humility that I have of like, I am such a wreck. Mm. I don't deserve what I've been giving. I, 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 I am unworthy, but because of the gospel, mm. right? And, and, and I want people around me to feel that too. And so like, those are the driving factors uh, in my life that, that keep me moving forward. I have this, uh, this thing that occurs sometimes as I'm message prepping. Sometimes it happens in my, in my quiet time when I'm just reflecting. And there'll be these, just these times where I think I haven't been embarrassed lately. Mm-hmm. And I, that's a weird way to say it, but what essentially what I haven't had to admit something, uh, admit something maybe that was embarrassing, deal, deal with that maybe with someone I don't want to tell, whether that's publicly or just with a new group of people or just, you know, anything really. But the point being that like, I feel like that resistance, is, I don't want things to be all about me. I don't want to constantly have to be embarrassed yeah. for things to work. But I recognize that normally when I get close to having to let God really deal with some sin in my life or some areas of my life where I'm resistant, there's also, there's not only just this force of will, but there's also this, man, I don't want to let other people see that either. And, and so sometimes I'm almost like, okay, what do I need to let people see? You know, cause like, yeah. I know that lets God have a little more space to do work in my, in my heart. Yeah. In your heart and in others also. Uh, I think, you know, if we can internalize that, you know, and it, it, he is doing the work in our hearts. Right. But uh, oftentimes seeing God do the work in your heart helps God do the work in my heart. Mm, right. You right. know, seeing God move and make changes, things that that um I would have thought were impossible in other people. And you're like, man, mm-hmm. man, look mm-hmm. at that change. Like, uh, you know, if, if if pride was a thing for you, you know, and you're like coming to people and just telling them everything, like, hey, <laughs> you you know, and you're like, where what where did that come from? Right. Where did that come from? And I mean where else can you get that than the body of, of, of the church, you know? Yeah. And that brings to mind, I had someone kind of pull me aside the other day and just, they were kind of thanking me and, and just talking a little bit about this, the journey over the past year or two. And th- that was kind of one of the things they were, they were telling me. It was, they were, they were trying to communicate something about the impact that the change in me has ha- had had on them. Yeah. Right. And I had to think about what they were, were trying to say for a minute there. And I, and I, and I think I got to the, what you're saying. I think, what they were trying to say is, hey, uh, I got to watch God do work in you. And that actually sparked something in yeah. me. And uh, that's cool. But that's how the gospel works. Right. I mean, that's encouragement, right? Like we right. talk about uh, things that we should get out of the corporate gathering, right? right. Uh, when you show up to the corporate gathering, encouragement is one of those things. And it goes both ways, sure. right? Like God is going to encourage you through maybe making some changes in your life. And he's encouraging the people that are watching that going, wow, look at what God did in their life. And then right. you can internalize and go, he did some stuff in my life too. Well, what a, what a testament to the corporate gathering. You know, while you can eat, clearly be encouraged in small groups uh how awesome in a, in a corporate gathering where someone maybe you're not as close with gets to come and encourage you yeah and you'd never you'd never know yeah you know without without the body of christ and and there um, are people that need to be encouraged that god will put it on your heart at that point too it's like yeah. I, I i that's one of my points is is like you don't know <laughs> you, the, the opportunities that you're missing because 
if you if you're not open to doing that or you're not at the corporate gathering, it's like and engaged, man, right? Yeah, you yeah. have to be engaged in what God's doing around you. Right. No, I agree. Well, Pastor Mark, thank you for spending a few minutes just kind of chewing on this and talking a little bit about gospel culture with us. The church, we hope this was edifying and encouraging to you as well. And uh, until the next time, may the Lord bless and keep you.